Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Over the timeline, Matt Thomas. Ball game over. Bulls win. Bulls win. Bulls win their fifth in a row. 125-118. And DeMar DeRozan has set and broken Wilt Chamberlain's record. He is the first player in NBA history to record seven straight games of scoring 35 or more points, averaging 50% or better from the field. That's your future Hall of Fame player, DeMar DeRozan of the Chicago Bulls. Congratulations. Wow. Coach kind of set out a challenge for us five games ago, um, really just, you know, letting us know, you know, Great teams. If you want to be a great team at this point, you know, take on a challenge and closing out this this half of the season with with the next five games. You know, we need every single one of them. Um, we challenged that. We took on a challenge, and that's what I'm more proud of. Going into this break, you know, we 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 took on that challenge, and we were five. And now we could break, kind of, you know, detachment for a couple of days, and kind of. Recharge and getting everybody back and come back with fresh minds, fresh uh, bodies, fresh spirit to attack the second half. That was the call heard on the score last night as the Bulls get another win and another, well, history-making performance from DeMar DeRozan. I am Rami Makhlouf with you on a Thursday evening here on 670 The Score until 10 o'clock. Got Adam Studzinski on the other side of the glass and a jam-packed show for you this afternoon. We'll talk about the Major League Baseball lockout and what the Cubs and Sox might do once that lockout ends. If it ever ends, he'll join me at 8 o'clock. We'll talk some Bulls with Ricky O'Donnell of SB Nation. He'll be here at 9 o'clock. And I do want to talk some Bulls with you off the top. Ask you, is DeMar DeRozan getting shortchanged or underrated? 312-644-6767 is how you can get in. You can also text that number as well, or you can tweet the show at 670thescore, at Rami, R-A-M-I-E, is tweeting is how you can uh, follow and interact with your boy. And Adam, Adam Studzinski on the other side of the glass, you put out the tweet for the show with everything that's coming up tonight, and there's a gif in there of a man clapping frantically, insanely, if you would. And this man strangely looks like, is that me? Is that me that you got in that GIF? And where and how did you get a GIF of me looking like that, if that is me? Actually, I don't doing that. actually, that's Nick Cage. 
Oh, it, it does. Okay. And now that you say it, it does look strikingly <laughs> like like you. That was unintentional, but <laughs> that's Nick Cage. <laughs> I have, I actually, I have a comedy bit. I do stand-up comedy on the side where I talk about how. I, I always get you look like, like I, I get mistaken for people. I'm not going to do the whole bit for you because that's that's not cool. But I get, I literally get mistaken for people all the time who simply, all we have in common, Adam, is long dark hair and dark facial hair. And that's it. And people are like, you look, I get Post Malone from time to time. Like I get, Post Malone, I get, yeah. yeah, you look like I, Post Malone, let me tell you. I get Lin-Manuel Miranda from time, it's, it's crazy. I got Aaron Rodgers the other day. At a bar that I was at for an open bike. He guy just pointed I, at me and goes, Aaron Rodgers. I was like, what about him? And he goes, you look like Aaron Rodgers. I was like, no, no, I don't, dude. What are, you, what are you even talking about? All that we have in common is long, dark hair and a dark beard with a little bit of, of gray peppered into it. It's the strangest thing. Like, those aren't, those aren't genetic traits. Those aren't things that are passed on from, well, I guess the dark hair. But, like, the style of hair and beard is not something... That's passed on from generation to generation. There are a lot of us out there, dude. There are that, a lot of us out there. That is odd. You must just have one of those faces, I, I guess. I, because, I think I do have one of those faces. You know, the lawn, the lawn hair and the 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 beard is is in right now, especially in winter for guys. So I mean, it that's is. what I'm rocking right now. So maybe if I go to a bar, bar, and maybe I'll get the same thing. You never know. I've never. I, although uh, people most commonly say that I look like a young Ethan Hawke, though. <laughs> that's not a bad look, man. That's no, I'm all right bad, with that's that. That's not a bad comment. I would take that. I would take that over Post Malone and and Lin Manuel Miranda or or uh, the other one I get is uh, and this, I really hate this one, Ron Jeremy. I really don't want that. Oh, really? Yeah. I d- don't. You can keep that to yourself. If you, you know, ever see the, me the Post Malone one, like he's got all those tattoos. That's so exactly, like, dude. Like, how yeah, do you? <laughs> I, I'm not I don't doing see the it. whole bit, but I, I have. I, I that's exactly my point. Is how do you not know that his face looks like a bad graffiti wall? How do you know who Post Malone is and not know that his face looks like a bad graffiti wall? Like yeah. that's 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 impossible for you to know who he is and not know that fact about him. It's very strange, but I digress and get to the point of the show that we want to start off on. Is Demar Derozan getting shortchanged? Are underrated in the NBA discussion. 312-644-6767. Almost gave out the Milwaukee numbers. I will at some point. I host an afternoon show in Milwaukee Monday through Friday. That's that's my day job. So that, that will happen at some point this afternoon. And you will correct me at Rami is tweeting because y'all love to correct people on Twitter. But the number is 312-644-6767. Is DeMar DeRozan getting underrated in the NBA discussion? And I asked this because earlier today ESPN released a straw poll of of for for NBA MVP and what they did was they they basically re, they simulated what an NBA MVP voting would be. They asked 100 media members to participate in an informal poll that mimics the postseason awards voting. And to make the balloting as realistic as possible, there were at least two voters from each of the league's 28 markets as well as a cross-section of national and international reporters. So they, they basically and almost literally recreated an MVP vote. And they did the point system where it's a five-player ballot, 10 points for each first-place vote, followed by seven, five, three, you, and, 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 and took, a, took a poll. And DeMar DeRozan, actually, and, and you heard Chuck there on the call to open the show with, with the performance last night, 38-point performance against the Kings last night, his eighth in a row with 30 or more points. That's the longest streak by a Bulls player since Michael Jordan did it in 1996. 
And only Wilt Chamberlain accomplished the feat in six straight games in both the 60, 61, and 62, 63 seasons. No player has done it in as many games as DeMar DeRozan. And I'm sure this poll was conducted before he set that quote-unquote record that wasn't a record until the Bulls stats team decided to go and dig it up and say he was the first person to ever do it. But regardless, it's impressive. And he is on one hell of a run right now, man. And Bulls fans are obviously on the DeMar DeRozan bandwagon and have a lot of love for him right now, as they should. And I saw a lot of blowback from Bulls fans on Twitter that he, not, not only that he finished seventh, he moved down a spot. The last time they did this in December, he was sixth in, in this straw poll and in MVP rankings, according, according to the 100 writers that, that they polled. And John Morant moved ahead of him and moved into the sixth spot. DeMar DeRozan drops into seventh. And I saw a lot of blowback from Bulls fans. Do you, do you, think, do you think DeMar DeRozan is getting underrated and shortchanged when we, when we talk about MVPs and NBA superstars? 312-644-6767. Give me a call, shoot me a text, or tweet the show at 670thescore or at Rami, R-A-M-I-E, is tweeting. Rami, I, I'm not sure how much this really means because the, the betting market doesn't decide the MVP, but the sure. betting market, at least on FanDuel, has been improving DeMar DeRozan's odds. I, I want to say I looked at this last week and he was like plus 3,500. Last night he was plus 3,000, and today he's plus 2,400. So he's okay. moving up as far as the betting market's concerned. I, it's, I, I, I can't speak for the voters. That is weird to me that he would move down, but whatever. I mean, it is weird that he'd move down, but let's let's be fair about this. I, I always and I, I I have to I have to caution myself against this because it's it's natural human instinct and which which seeps into our sports fandom, which is you know you we we all get in a bubble. You know what I mean? We we get in a bubble of of Bulls fandom and you watch the Bulls or listen to them on six seventy the score night in. And night out, and you're watching DeMar DeRozan, and you're going, oh my God, man. I, I can't believe, and many people, if anybody, is playing basketball at a higher level than this man is right now. He's, ju- he's just a killer. And, and the way that he does it, it just, it's so smooth, it's so effortless, it's so different from what the NBA is today with the mid-range jumper and the smooth fadeaway turnaround. Like... He's literally, and it was funny, I heard him, I was actually reading some quotes from him talking about, you know, he was asked if he ever thinks about the fact that he's playing in the same building that, you know, the, the, the house that MJ built. And he said he didn't really think about it until he was watching The Last Dance in the offseason, like we all were. And his daughter walked in the room, and she thought, watching Michael Jordan on the screen, that it was daddy. She thought it was DeMar DeRozan because he has that tur- that mid-range turnaround jumper where he bumps, he booty bumps you off of him and he does that smooth turnaround and hits it from, from about 12, 15, 13 feet. And it's, it's so fun to watch, man. And just the Bulls in general, after what we've been put through for so long as Bulls fans, are just so fun to watch. But I think that that can trick your brain into maybe overrating or overvaluing a guy that you see every day. And like I said, just going, man, there, there just can't be anybody better than this guy in the NBA right now. But when you look around and really this might be bad luck 
for DeMar DeRozan, that he's having this season in this season, if that makes any sense. Because, man, there are some remarkable performances going on around the NBA. If, if, if you pan out a little bit and, and, and get, you know, fly that drone up there and get out of your bulls bubble for, for a second, if, if you are in there, and look at what some of these guys are doing, man. Joel Embiid is putting the Philadelphia 76ers on his back and single-handedly almost making them a contender while he waits for James Harden to show up for reinforcements. Nikolai Jokic is having one of the most efficient offensive seasons in the history of the NBA. And that's not an exaggeration. That's not blowing things out of proportion. That's that's facts. That Nikolai Jokic is having one of the most efficient offensive seasons in the history of this league. And then go 90 miles north, where I do a show Monday through Friday from 3 to 6 on our sister station, 1250 AM The Fan. And man, and Adam, I got to stop myself from getting in the Bucks bubble too. But I don't think I'm overstating things when I look at Giannis and I go, that man is the best player on the planet right now. To look at what he, he leads the league in scoring when he's somewhere around 52nd or 53rd in minutes, and he's, he's in according, depending on what odds you, you might look at, he is the front runner for defensive player of the year right now. He's leading the league in scoring and the front runner for defensive player of the year right now. And if he wins the MVP and defensive player of the year for the second time, that'll be the first time anybody's ever done that in the history of the NBA. So there are some just remarkable and historic performances going on around this league right now. And DeMar DeRozan, as good as he's been, I don't know that I'm ready to put him in the same class as those three guys right there. Now, after that, we can talk. If you want to debate Steph Curry, if you want to debate Chris Paul, if you want to debate John Morant, those are the other three guys ahead of him. But to me, DeMar DeRozan is at best fourth in the MVP race right now if, if, if the voting is, is fair and unbiased and we're just going based on what's going on on the court, leaving out name value and resume and what these guys have done in their past and in their history, he's fourth. But if you're talking about putting DeMar DeRozan any higher than, than fourth, I think that you're, you're, over, you're over, overstating how good a season that he's getting. And so in some sense, yes, he is being shortchanged, by being seventh, but let's not get carried away and and act like DeMar DeRozan should legitimately be in the MVP conversation. Right now, I think it's a race between Embiid, Jokic, and Giannis, and then there are a bunch, and you want to call DeRozan fourth? Fine, but he's a distant fourth in my eyes right now. Is that unfair, Adam? Do you think that's fair? No, no, I, I don't think it's unfair at all. I, I actually think that you know you make a pretty good point, and I'm not going to sit here and argue with you that Giannis is is you know when we talk about the most valuable player, I know that there's a lot of ways to interpret that. The way that I generally do is the way that a lot of people do, and that's you know you look at the value to their team, not only just how they're doing compared to their peers in the league, but how valuable are they to their team. And if you take them off that team versus taking someone else off their team, what would that team look like? And I think the Bucks, if you take Giannis off them, 
would be worse off than if the Bulls took away DeMar DeRozan. And so and I think it would, I think that's just, there's a significant margin there too because I agree with you like Giannis is probably the best player in the planet right now. There's there's debate to be had there, but he's he's making a pretty good case. And so you consider that and you consider I mean, you know, what where would the Bucks be without Giannis? Like what would that team look like without him? If you took DeMar off of the Bulls, they would be struggling more than they certainly more than they have in the last month with all the injuries and whatnot, mm-hmm. but they would still be able to hang on because they, they have, lost him. If they lost him now with the other injuries that they have with Lonzo ball, not back yet and Caruso, not back yet. And, and Levine still not back yet. Then, then I think, I mean, they, they probably, they probably tailspin once. If, well, if you take right, DeMar DeRozan out of the equation, when you're already missing those guys, they probably tailspin, but that's a good point. And everybody healthy and all things, all things right and equal. I, I, you're right. I think, I think that the bulls would be better off than the bucks would be without a Giannis or and, better and, off than, than Denver would be without a Jokic. And certainly better than than Philadelphia would be without Joel Embiid out there in Phoenix after after the whole Ben Simmons melodrama played out and they ended up trading him to because man I I know the 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 storyline around Ben Simmons and the way that the the playoffs played out last year and everybody everybody like you know he he's he's a punchline now and people like to clown on him even though there's potentially some very serious stuff going on there that we should not be clowning on but now he has this reputation and Man, people people really need to recognize Ben Simmons is a hell of a basketball player. He's got his weaknesses, he's got his holes in his game, and he he seems to be reluctant or resistant to working on them. But that is a guy who was the number two uh, for the number one seed in in the Eastern Conference last year and can do some things, especially defensively and and distributing and creating for other guys on the court. To lose that guy and to just almost not miss a beat because Joel Embiid is just putting the team on his back is is really an accomplishment in and of itself. Forget his individual numbers. To have that team where it is basically on his back and carrying him to where they are is 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 crazy what 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 Embiid is doing this year. So him along with Jokic and along with Giannis to me are are the front runners and head and shoulders ahead of of the rest of the pack. You want to talk about DeMar DeRozan being fourth and say he should be fourth and saying he's shortchanged Okay, but really, what are we talking about? The difference between fourth and seventh? Like, aren't we nitpicking? Aren't we splitting hairs? Oh, it's totally, are, it's totally nitpicking. And, are and are any of those guys winning MVP? I don't think any of those guys are winning MVP. No. So, so what's the what's the discussion after we get past the first three guys? It's, it's it's moot. It's moot at that point, isn't it? It is. But you know, this is Chicago, and we demand respect. And when we have <laughs> someone that's having a like, I mean, you you can look at the fact that like, look. You can make an argument that he's having one of the greatest individual seasons since MJ, which yes. gets this which which gets this town fired up. And then you look at, oh, well, we're Chicago and we're the Bulls and we've got this guy having an MJ quote like season. Why isn't he getting more respect in the MVP? And that's like that's my only thing is I think he deserves more respect than he's getting as far as like where he would fall in the final voting. And maybe by the end of the season, he he is up there at maybe four or five. Cause I, I agree with you. I don't think he should be the MVP. I think he, you know, in a different year with guys not having the kind of years they're having, we could have a better discussion about him being the MVP, but for this year being what it is. And when you consider that the bulls at full strength, like would he be putting up these numbers if the bulls were at full strength right now? Probably not. 
just because Levine would be taking shots away. You know, Lonzo would be taking some shots away and who knows what else would be going like, it's a completely different scenario. So he wouldn't be putting up as many points slash shots as he is now, which I think factors into this. Again, again, he's seventh in the NBA MVP straw poll at ESPN.com. And Adam, you were talking earlier about the odds for DeMar DeRozan to be MVP. What'd you say? What'd you say they were at? Because literally while we're talking about this, I just got the MVP odds tweeted across my timeline randomly. I looked, coincidentally. I looked uh, when we started this segment on FanDuel, it was plus 2,400. Okay. This is just a screen grab. I don't, I don't know which book this is that, that put these odds out. But they have Joel Embiid as the favorite at plus 165, Jokic at plus 300, Giannis at plus 360, Steph at plus 1,200, John Morant at plus 1,500, and then DeMar DeRozan at plus 2,400. So Vegas has them around sixth or seventh as well. It's, it's, it's right there with, and, and congruent with, with the straw poll that's out. Do you feel like DeMar DeRozan is getting shortchanged or underrated? In the, in the NBA discussion and, and the talk of superstars and where people rate him or rank him. 312-644-6767. That's how you can give me a call. It's also how you can get in on the Rosen Hyundai of Algonquin text line. Save time. Shop online at RosenHyundai.com. You can also tweet the show at 670 the score. At Rami is tweeting. R-A-M-I-E is tweeting. And back with you right after this on the score. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice-cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. How, how would you describe this run you're on offensively right now? I can't. Let me be honest with you. I can't. Uh, can't describe it. Man, it's, 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 it's one of those one one of those things I'm just completely as soon as I come to work, understanding like I want to be able to leave work with a, with a win by by all means necessary, by any means necessary, you know. And I, I stand on that, and I try to challenge myself every single day I come to work, no matter how I feel, no no matter if I'm having a personal good day or bad day. When I come to work, only thing that matters when I'm at work is is you know getting a victory, you know. And and I just try to lock in to the best of my abilities and um, do what I, do whatever I gotta do. 
That was DeMar DeRozan after his 38-point performance in a win against the Kings last night. His eighth straight game in a row with 30 or more points. That's the longest streak by a Bulls player since Michael Jordan did that in January of 96. His eighth straight game, or excuse me, seventh straight game of scoring 35 or more points on 50% or better shooting. Only one other player ever had six of those, and that was Wilt Chamberlain. We're literally talking about DeMar DeRozan in the same breath as Wilt Chamberlain and Michael Jordan. Rami Makhlouf with you on the score on a Thursday night asking you, is DeMar DeRozan getting shortchanged and underrated when people talk about the NBA and its superstars and the MVP race where in the latest straw poll he finished seventh? In Vegas odds, he's somewhere around 6th or 7th. 312-644-6767 is how you can uh, give me a call. You can also shoot me a text. This one from the 815. Nikolai Jokic leads most of the advanced metric stats this year. He's the clear MVP, and it's not even close. This one from the 847. The fact that Ja and DeRozan are 6 and 7 is trash. There's not five guys more important to their team than these two guys. Not five, Maybe not five. Maybe not five. But at least three, at least three in Embiid, Giannis, and Jokic are, are ahead of DeMar. And if you want to complain, and I'm sure there are people in Memphis complaining that John Morant is too low on that list. I'm sure there are people complaining that Steph Curry might be too low on that list. And you might have a valid complaint there, but my question to you is why? Like, why? I, I, I often find myself in this line of work telling people, to uh, care less, man. Like, what? What? Why are you bothering to pick up your phone? And I shouldn't say this because I'm asking you to pick up your phone and interact with me right now. But I couldn't imagine getting so worked up that I pick up my phone and go send a text or a tweet or call somebody and go, "Demar Derozan shouldn't be seventh. He should be fourth. Like, who? Who cares, man? There's, there's got to be something." going on in your life that's that's more important than that whether it's good and it makes you happy and it's bad and it makes you angry or sad like what are i never understood understand these debates and we go he shouldn't be seven he should be four he's not the mvp is the bottom line if we're if we're talking about the difference between four and seven Really, what what are we talking about here? Let me go out to the phones at 312-644-6767. And Nick in Arlington, you're on the score. What's up, Nick? We're taking my call. Uh, my pleasure. Boy, you're really animated about this one. But uh, as a Bulls fan, I'm kind of worried about how we can give DeRozan a little break in the second half of the season. I mean, this guy can't run wide open at his age. He can't run wide open all the way through the playoffs like this. The, the Bulls are going to have to pick out, hopefully some people get come back from injuries and stuff, but they're going to have to start giving him a little more bench time. And you hate to lean on one guy so much for every game. And, you know, sooner or later, it, it ain't going to happen. I, I just hope that the rest of the team can start playing better so he can take a night off or some minutes off. And you can't ride him all the way through the playoffs like this. What's your opinion? There might be something to that, but right now, I, I got to believe that the Bulls and DeMar DeRozan have their foot on the gas pedal and, and won't be slowing down 
whatsoever or take unless, unless there's an injury that pops up or if he just starts getting sore or tired as can happen in NBA season and, and you want to play the load management game m- maybe they do that somewhere down the line but I think with the return of of Zach Levine which seems to be on the horizon Billy Donovan saying yesterday that the swelling uh, the lingering the knee soreness and swelling went very well uh, after he had his last meeting with a specialist. And he it looks like he's going to be ready to go after the All-Star break or shortly thereafter. Caruso should be back somewhat soon after that. So it, it the, the, the cavalry is coming. The reinforcements are coming. And maybe you can ask him to do a little bit less when he's out there or it just happens naturally because those guys can carry a little bit more of the load and take a little bit off him. But as far as the minutes... I don't think we're going to see the minutes go down, especially if 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 DeMar DeRozan wants to, and I would assume he does, want to stay relevant and get more relevant in the MVP conversation because these guys care about that stuff, man. That, that stuff matters for pride, for money, just, just the, the competitor in them. That stuff matters, and DeMar DeRozan knows that he's kind of in the discussion, and I wouldn't imagine that he wants to to, to scale it back anytime soon and see a drop in his numbers or his production and fall further out of that discussion than he already is, as we sit here today, talking about the fact that he's seventh when maybe he, he should be higher. And maybe he should be higher, but four is four is the ceiling. Four is the cap for, for where DeMar DeRozan is right now in the MVP race. We'll see what happens. Maybe, maybe I don't even want to say it. I hate, I hate even speculating on injuries and like putting a name on it or attaching a name to it. But you don't, you don't know what happened. Like Kevin Durant was, was way up in these MVP straw polls, but hasn't played in a couple weeks. So obviously that will hurt your chances. Luka Doncic was, was higher in these MVP straw polls earlier in the season. And then he missed some time. Now he's, he's down to ninth. So who, who knows what happens at this point? I don't think, Adam, I don't know about you, I don't think they, they scale back his minutes, maybe scale back what they're asking him to do. Or like I said, it just happens naturally when those guys come back. But I think the Bulls are, are pedaled to the metal right now, trying to grab the best seed that they can heading into the playoffs. 312-644-6767 is how you can give me a call. That is good news that, they're, that Levine and, and Caruso will be back here shortly. And the other news that came across today... It was interesting the way that we found out about this when it comes to the Chicago Bulls. Tristan Thompson was uh, or will be signed off of waivers. I don't know if that's if that's happened officially yet, but he will be signed off waivers after the six foot nine big man was acquired by the Pacers at the trade deadline, and now they'll they'll waive him and put him out there on the market. 30 years old, averaging six points, just over five rebounds in 15.2 minutes, shooting almost 50%. He's here mostly for the rebounding and just to have another big body behind Nikolai Vucevic. But I, I think I think it's it's a solid signing. I think it's it's what the Bulls need. I did think it was funny how we found out about it though. Adam, do we have that soundbite from Rick Carlisle yesterday after the Pacers game? No, oh, I don't. I guess maybe we don't. Rick Carlisle came to the podium and basically told us that Tristan Thompson was going to sign with the Chicago Bulls. And I don't, I don't know what the rules are. I know how waivers work, and he has to go through waivers and get to the Bulls. How Rick Carlisle, well, I guess these guys know before we do, but how Rick Carlisle got that information and then, and then 
and here it is. Here's Rick Carlisle telling us that the Bulls were going to sign Tristan Thompson. Well, it was uh, it was fun while it lasted. He's uh, he's going to be joining a different team. He's going to be waived tomorrow, and he'll be joining uh, uh, a contending team in the East, uh, a little bit north. If anybody wants to tweet, starts with a C and ends with an O. But we thanked him for you know what he's brought for the last uh, you know six or seven days. He brought a high level of professionalism, and uh, he's done a really good job. Chicago, anybody didn't get that? Yeah, yeah. Scott. Yeah, I don't mind announcing it because you know it's going to happen, and. Uh, what the heck, you know? Nothing wrong with speaking the truth. It's 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 a rare instance where you get a you get to thank a guy, you know, um, in in the presence of his teammates. And these guys had a, have a, have an awful lot of respect for who he is, what he's accomplished in the league. You know, former starter on a championship team, all that kind of stuff. And he was he played very very big tonight. Yeah, he uh he has that championship experience from his days with the Cavs and winning one there with LeBron. I don't like I was saying before we played the clip. There's got to be – I hope Rick Carlisle didn't just get the Bulls in trouble because the Bulls already got in trouble with, for, with the tampering police when they went after Lonzo Ball, right, as, as, well, before the free agent window opened and had a contract signed within 30 seconds. And I said then, I don't know why the NBA is trying to stop tampering. We all know what's going on. Like, any, did anybody really think that the Bulls picked up the phone at midnight on the day that the free agent window opened and hammered out a deal with Lonzo Ball's agent in 30 seconds. No, we, we know it's going on and it's good for the NBA that this stuff is always floating around and circulating and it's always buzzworthy. I hope Rick Carlisle didn't just get the Bulls in trouble with the tampering police again there by telling everybody that he was going... How We're not supposed to know that yet, are we? We're, that's not even supposed to be happening yet, is it? Like, it's not a... When he said it there, it's not official. And I don't know where the balls, Bulls fall in, in the waiver claim order, but there there had to be some tampering going on there, I would imagine. Well, I'm not trying Bulls. to call the Bulls on the carpet, but Rick Carlisle <laughs> is telling us what's happening before it's actually happening. Did that strike you as, as strange as it struck me, Adam? Oh, yeah, it's super strange. And at least because what was funny is that the the news on Tristan Thompson and Carlisle speaking happened nearly simultaneously to the Bulls speaking. It was like, you know, within five minutes because okay. they were asked about it. The Bulls were in particular like Billy Donovan post game and and they all dodged it pretty well. Like luckily they didn't they didn't do what Carlisle did <laughs> where they just where he just I you know it's probably it I, I I'm I've never really understood how the tampering stuff works, but my guess is, you know, the Pacers, it's okay. It's not as bad for them to say where their now former player might be going as it is for the Bulls to say, oh, yeah, he's coming here. <laughs> like if Billy Donovan would have said that last night, it would have been an issue. I, I hope they don't. I hope, I hope Rick Carlisle didn't just get the Bulls in trouble. Bulls, by the way, now into the all-star break and then back in action, catch the entire second half right here on 670 score. Your home for Bulls basketball. Got to take a quick break. And then uh, after that, I hate everything going on with Major League Baseball right now. And I got to get some stuff off my chest. Rami Makhlouf with you on the score on a Thursday night. I think there are huge parts of America who've gone, I don't know, guys, maybe the bosses are the bad guys here. <laughs> and so all of a sudden, you know, I still think if you polled 100,000 baseball fans, the owners would still, you know, quote unquote, win but it wouldn't be at nearly the advantage you know, on a PR level that they once had. And I don't think they realize that. Hmm. You know, I think if we end up, you know, obviously 
all of us would love to be in Arizona right now having players tell us they're in the best shape of their lives when they're not. We'd love that. But, you know, I think once we get to opening day and there's no baseball and that's when fans are going to get really mad, I don't think the owners are going to have the overwhelming support that they think they will. That was Kevin Goldstein of Fangraphs earlier today with Parkins and Spiegel right here on 670 The Score. Rami Makhlouf with you on a Thursday night. We'll talk about the MLB lockout, what the Cubs and the Sox might be looking to do if and when that lockout ever ends. He's coming up at 8 o'clock. And I say if and when because it doesn't seem like either side in this thing is very motivated to, to get a deal done anytime soon. And I, I tend to side with the players, like, like Kevin was just saying right there. The owners will get no support from me because I know what they're trying to do, and they're, they're not going to pull the wool over my eyes. So I, I am on the side of the players, but really at this point of these talks, I, I'm, I'm just fed up and pissed off at both sides, not really seemingly showing any urgency whatsoever. Yesterday, the report was that the two sides had met and discussed core economic issues, which obviously is at the heart of this thing, once in the last two weeks. And then they got, to get, they got together today, everybody. Major League Baseball and the Players Association, they got together today and talked for 15 minutes Let me say that again, 15 minutes, one, five. That was the extent of the discussion between between Major League Baseball and the Players Association today when pitchers and catchers are already supposed to be in camp. And they got together and talked for 15 minutes. How are we still when everybody who knows, not even in in baseball, everybody who knows anything about baseball saw work stoppage coming for two years. And we're still in the posturing phase? We're still in the posturing phase of these negotiations where you're going, no, you come to the table. 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 No, you make an offer. No, you make an offer. How are we still here? The leadership on both sides of this thing have completely let baseball fans down. And it is an embarrassment and a complete failure by everybody involved that these negotiations are moving at the pace that they are. I want the players to get most of what they want, especially the minor league players who are just getting screwed over and over and over again every time that these talks happen and what I'm hearing come out of them. So I'm, I'm, I'm rooting for the players to, to, to win this thing, or at least w- mostly win this thing. But really, both sides are letting us, the fans, down right now. And, and it's, it's, it's a shame, man. And I'm not going anywhere. I love baseball. It was my first love. It will be my last love. They got me. I'm like that, that guy or that girl that you know who's got that significant other that you know is bad for them. And, you know, they'd be better off without them. And they could do better and they could find someone else. But they're just not going anywhere. They, they just can't. They're not going. That's, that's me and baseball. But I wouldn't blame one person who's watching this thing right now who's not as diehard a baseball fan as I am and going, man, these guys don't care about me. And I don't even know when there's going to be baseball. I'm out. I'll find something else to do. 
I'll go watch UFC or I'll go watch hockey or I'll go watch NASCAR or maybe I'll give a damn about the Olympics. Like I'll, I'll find, or I'll just go, there's a million options on Netflix and Hulu and Disney Plus and HBO and Amazon Prime. There's so many things that I could do with my entertainment time and dollar that baseball maybe doesn't deserve it. I don't got it in me to go anywhere, but I wouldn't blame you if you did. So so the only meaningful thing to come out of these talks today was that Major League Baseball told the MLBPA that the date that a new CBA is needed by, and this is from Evan Drellich, to start the 2022 season on time is February 28th. That's 11 days from right now. Unclear if the union agrees that is the cutoff, but there can't be much wiggle room a few days at most. March 31st is opening day and starting pitchers need four weeks. He notes that Bob Nightingale mentioned February 28th as a cutoff as well. Do you have any faith whatsoever that they're going to get this thing figured out by February 28th? Because I don't. We're losing baseball. We're going to be losing baseball games this year because these two sides have hemmed and hawed and have tried to, you know, assert their dominance in these negotiations for two damn years. For the two damn years that we all saw this thing coming, they got nothing done. They didn't move any closer to the middle. And now we sit here with 11 days until we're going to officially lose baseball games. It's ridiculous. And it seems like the only things they can agree on, I hate. And I don't like what they're doing to my sport. According to sources, they've agreed to a universal DH. I know I'm in the vast minority on that one. Adam, where are you at with universal DH? I don't want anything to do with it. I like strategy in my baseball. I like like that, that tough decision of do I lift my pitcher to get more offense here and all the other things that it can create over the course of nine innings. And really, pitchers bat twice a game. Like 40 plate appearances, and two of them are going to be pitchers. And we're going to take all the strategy out of the game so you don't have to watch a pitcher bat twice. Like, I it doesn't make any sense to me at I all. don't think that it's... I don't think that the strategy comes... Like, I get what you're saying. Like, oh, the strategy of it and, and whatever. I think that what you're gaining in not having to watch pitchers even attempt to bat twice a game is better for the game than the idea of, oh, when do I lift my pitcher for offense? Like, I just, I, and, and of, of course, you know, my view on this is a little skewed being a White Sox and therefore an American sure. League guy, but I've never, sure. never given a damn about pitchers hitting. Like, I just, it's stupid to me. Even even when I was younger and before I really developed any kind of opinion on this, like, why is this guy hitting? <laughs> he can't hit. It's stupid. <laughs> so, like, it, like I, I'm surprised it didn't happen sooner, honestly. I think it's it's obviously been a long time coming. So, I'm, I'm all for it. And I just am really looking forward to working Cubs games here at the score and not having to worry about <laughs> these guys' attempt to hit. <laughs> You see, but again, it's two it's two plate appearances per game, man. Like, how, how much suffering are you really going through with two plate appearances per game? But I, you know, I, like I said, I know I'm in the vast minority on that, and I, I've known that that was inevitable. So I'm, I'm, I'm all I've given up. I've given up. I'm not. I'm not going to argue or debate the 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 worthiness of a universal DH because it's it's a lost cause at this point. It's been coming for a long, long time, and now it apparently is here, and I'm not going to be the old man yelling at clouds. I but think that 
Herb, our guy Herb Lawrence, who just left the station, mm-hmm. put it really well when he said it's a special pitching is a specialty position. So you know you're not asking your kicker but, to go play defense, and like that, that's a specialty position. So it's you, these pitchers have spent since high school basically no time hitting. It's all been pitching. Everything they've done is work towards pitching. They don't care or do anything else. So they're specialized for this one thing. And now all of a sudden you're asking them to do this thing that they spend no time training to do. So it just, it doesn't make sense to ask them to do it. Don't take this the wrong way. Cause I'm going to, I'm about to say two things and it's going to, they're both going to sound like I'm taking the argument a million miles away. So don't, don't take this the wrong way. I don't expect everybody to be Shohei Otani, okay, who's one of the best pitchers and one of the best hitters in the league. That's not what I expect. How does Shohei Otani have time for batting practice and no other pitcher does? Like, how, how's, how's, that, how's that possible? They could carve out a little bit of time for batting practice and be better hitters. Shohei Otani, as far as being competent, both with a bat in his hand and a ball in his hands, at least competent, a replacement level, should not be the oddity or the rarity that it is, we've just all accepted that this is what baseball is and that is what pitchers do when it doesn't have to be. Like, this is one of those things that's just become so hard and fast the norm that we all just go, oh, yeah, no, pitchers, pitchers can't hit. And they, they don't even try. They don't even. And, and really, it doesn't, it doesn't have to be. Pitchers could be better hitters if they just put a little bit of time into actually caring about hitting. And where does that stop? Like yeah, pitchers are 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 it's a specialty position, but why don't we why don't we send the best defensive nine out there to to play defense and then send the best and then put the best offensive nine in the lineup on a day-to-day basis. You know what I mean? So we can get the most offense that we can possibly get. Everybody's a DH if if that's if that's what's best for the lineup. You know what I mean? Like what why is that the one position where they Yo, get to I'd be, be a specialty position? I think that would be amazing. <laughs> That would be so Damn cool. It. Damn it. That wasn't what I meant with my idea. That wasn't what your reaction was supposed to in be. 30 years, in 30 years, that's where we're going to be. <laughs> I'm here for it. God, I hope not. Okay, so I, I, okay, I'm in the minority of the, of the designated hitter thing. It's, it's probably not a debate that's going to end anytime soon. Nobody can like this, though. And I don't know how real this is. This is from Craig Carton. He tweeted, Adam, did you see this earlier, this playoff format that they're toying with or actually has apparently already been agreed to? Uh, yeah, I'm not sure if that's like a fi- it's obviously not officially agreed to. And uh, that's the only person I saw that from. Yeah, but I, I did see that and I do have some issues with it. It's seven playoff teams per league. The team with the best record gets a bye and goes to the divisional series. Top remaining division winner picks their opponent from the four wildcard teams and play best of three all games at home. Then the third division winner does the same. There's not one thing about this that I like half the league is going to make the playoffs. We're picking our opponent. Like we're out on the playground. We're having a three game series in what's already the most random and silly postseason of any postseason in the major leagues after you pl- or in, in pro sports after you played 162 games to get there and to earn that spot it's it's all on a three game series which we know three game series can go either way between the worst team in the league and the best team in the league much less when you whittle it down to to the best seven in each league there's nothing about this 
that I like. And you're right. Carton is the only person I've seen report this as something that's been agreed to and is coming. And I hope, I hope he's wrong. And I hope he's just punking us. And I'm getting got by even taking this seriously and talking about it today because this I really hate. The, the Universal DH, okay, fine. This I really, really hate. And I can't imagine many people like it. I can't imagine many baseball fans are looking at that and going, oh, yeah, I like that. No, this, this is a really, really bad idea for Major League Baseball. Really bad idea. Let's talk about this and the Cubs and the Sox. Bruce Levine will join me next right here on 670 The Score. Robbie Makloff with you on a Thursday night. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.